Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This podcast is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and get your own RSS feed with ad-free shows and extra episodes every month, then head over to patreon.com slash Retro. back for another episode of the nerd cave retro show my name is jason robbins and my name is derek diamond and uh so this is a productive weekend very tiring very exhausting and uh how yeah how was uh how was your show (laughs) it went great uh other than the fact that it was freezing outside i don't know i don't know if you've ever played drums in uh 40 degree weather with like 40 mile an hour per per hour winds but it was it was not nice. Yeah, I I can count on one hand the number of times I've played drums, so I can definitely say I have not done that. But I, I yeah, can... I saw your your picture you posted, and honestly, like I was surprised I didn't see like ice hanging off your beard. Dude, if I would have had a tauntaun, I would have sliced them open and and crawled inside to stay warm. Is how cold it was out there on Saturday. And you think they only smell bad on the outside? <laughs> yeah. But it went great. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure they uh, they they made their money back and then some. I, I was afraid because it was so cold Saturday morning. We had to get there at seven thirty to start getting it getting ready, and it was unbelievably cold Saturday morning, right there on the water, and just the the wind coming off the the Mississippi Sound was just brutal. And um, but people came out. People were were braving the weather, and they stayed all day too. All I mean, it went till almost midnight. Started at eleven wow. in the morning and went to midnight, and it was a fun day. But man, I, I I slept good Sunday night. I'll say that much. Oh, I'm sure you did. No, I'm I'm, I'm glad to hear it was a good time though. Yeah, it was great. Like I said, it was cold though, man. <laughs> I hope next year they'll they'll get lucky and get it on a day when it's warmer because it's been summer weather here for like a month now. And then all of a sudden, the day we have a music festival, the mu- it goes from like 75 slash 80 degrees to like 40 overnight. Only in the South yep. can spring be kicked off because we're doing this the first day of spring. Can it be like 50 something degrees? Because I had to wear a sweater to work. Mm-hmm. That's how cold it was here. <laughs> and then I, I would bet money. That on Christmas Day I can wear shorts and a T-shirt and feel comfortable. Oh, I had many times Only growing up, just as a kid going outside, you'd get a new bike for Christmas. That was always our one big present when me and my brothers, my brother were were kids. We would always get a bike, 
like a new bike or a skateboard or something for Christmas, and that was our, like our one big present uh, that our parents would get us. And we would just be outside like in shorts and a t-shirt on Christmas Day, and then like January twenty seventh, it's like negative ten outside. It's like what what is happening? I, I only in the south yeah. is all I can say. <laughs> But if uh, anybody in the southern area next year, I'll I'll keep you guys updated. If they do another one next year, you got to come out next year because that was such a fun day. Uh, lots of food, lots of uh, people just hanging out, having a good time, and lots of good music all day long. Great bands. It was so fun. It was so good. I'm I'm really looking forward to the next one. That's awesome. How was Very your cool. weekend? It was good. Um, see, Saturday, um, hung around the house for a bit, um, and we had a... So Samantha's been getting into, in addition to her wedding coordinating, she's been doing like photography on the side. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a photo shoot out of Navarre on Saturday. And then yesterday, we went to Mobile to work a um, bridal expo, because uh, she's doing her coordinating, and then I'm getting back into doing videos, so that way I can... We can have a little bit of extra extra money. And the cool thing is they set us right next to the entrance. So we were one of the first groups that people saw when they came in. So we immediately got a ton of traffic. And I think we counted over 40 people stopped by our table. That's so awesome. hopefully it uh, it leads to some good business. But it was a, it was a very busy day because like me talking for extended periods of time it's exhausting yeah. to me. Like I can do the podcast fine, yeah. but in like normal social s- situations, it, it can get exhausting. And I was tired Sunday. And I also slept very good yeah. Sunday night. I just wish I had it. I almost called into work today. <laughs> I was so close just calling it because it's cold outside. And I'm like, you know what? We're, we're about a week ahead at work anyway, but I was going to call out just so I could sleep today. But now like, no, I need the money. I, I'm going to go to work. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. I I wish I could have done that, but I, I actually don't know if I told you, but my um my supervisor at my job, she left a couple of weeks ago because um, she got another job. So I'm running our entire department Ooh. by by <laughs> myself. So it, it hasn't been too bad. Yeah. Well, maybe uh maybe the uh, the wedding stuff will take off, and maybe you can uh, y'all can just work together on that full time. That's the goal. People always get married. There's the two two sure yep. things uh, to start a business in this world. Anything dealing with death and anything dealing with marriage. One of those two. Yep. Can you believe that in less than a month, I'll have been married for a year? I know. It doesn't feel like a year. That's crazy. It's flown by. We still got to hey, do something with those pictures we took. Yeah, I thought about those the other day. <laughs> so I, I've, I've got... Um, I don't know what I have going on this weekend, but if I've got some free time, I've I've got some ideas for it. All right. I just need some, to have time to sit down and actually do it. Me and Derek took some really cool pictures together as a Nerd Cave Retro promo picture. So we we should do a uh, a poster giveaway. Yes, that'd be awesome. Let's do that. Yeah, but uh, but we uh, tonight was not uh, is our monthly top five episode, and tonight we figured we would do top five game series as. Uh, it was voted on, and uh, did we we did a Patreon poll, right? We did, yeah. We did, yeah. Won the Patreon poll, so we're doing top five game series. Ask you, the viewers, to send us your list, which everybody did via email, Facebook, and um, uh, Discord. So if you want to be a part of our Discord, go to NerdCaveRetro.com and press the, the Discord button, and that'll take you to our Discord page. And you can join up and be a part of the community. And um, so I guess um, we do have a couple of news stories I'd like to get to if we have time. Our Mr. Armes Jackson sent us a couple of really cool articles, but uh, if we can't get to them tonight, we'll get to them next week or at the end of the show if we have time. But you know how these uh, top fives go. They tend to, tend to go a little long. So are we ready to jump into this thing? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, I'll, I'll start us off this time um, with my top five, and these are my runners-up. And I feel like this one I'm going to have to explain a little bit because people are expecting this one from me. In my runners-up category, I have Castlevania. Now, it was a toss-up between that and Legend of Zelda, but I'll explain. I feel like Castlevania was at its strongest 
um, in the NES era. I like two. I like part two, but one through three, solid trilogy on the NES. Uh, Castlevania four on the Super Nintendo, great game. Uh, but I think Bloodline, as far as the 16-bit era, I feel like Bloodlines was better. I actually enjoyed Bloodlines a lot more than I like uh, Super Castlevania 4. Uh, and then it kind of fell off a cliff for a long, long time. It still really hasn't recovered. Um, hopefully the talk at Konami will bring Castlevania back uh, in some form or another. I'm really looking forward to that. But I feel like uh, Legend of Zelda actually landed on my top five as the number three spot because I feel like one in, one is strong, two is a misstep. But as far as uh, you know, a Link to the Past, my, one of my favorite games of all time. I feel like Breath of the Wild is a great game. Of course, Wind Waker is a great game. I feel like Legend of Zelda has been more of a solid franchise throughout the years. And I think you'd agree with me there. Oh, 100%. And I, I'm not going to lie. I thought Castlevania might be like in your top two. I wanted it to be, but when I really sat down with this list, like with these, when you see my list, you'll see why it landed at, at the runners up spot. Uh, my other runners up are, of course, Metroid. Um, there, there's a lot of great Metroid games, but, you know, it's, it's so start and stop with, with Metroid at Nintendo. Um, of course, Mega Man. Mega Man's on my runners up because I love one, one, two, and three. You know, part two. I, when I defeated part two for the first time in two thousand, early two thousand sixteen, late two thousand fifteen, that was the catalyst for doing this show. That's what got me back into retro gaming. You know, I, I was playing um, uh, Broforce at the time, and I was like, you know what? I want to play some old Nintendo games. Pulled out the Nintendo, started playing Mega Man 2, looked at some, uh, read some walkthroughs, and finally defeated that game. And that was what made me get back into uh, retro gaming. But I do have a big gap in my Mega Man resume. I never played, I don't think I've played Part 6, and definitely didn't play any of the Mega Man X stuff. I didn't get back into it until 10. So there's a huge gap in my Mega Man library there and of course i love ninja gaiden ninja gaiden one two three are legendary for the nes um but it it of course took it, it went into the xbox 360 era and, and i never played those so i really can't speak for those that's why it didn't land in my top five but as far as my top five number five we have halo I, there was a a few missteps here and there with the Halo franchise, but overall, some of my favorite gaming memories are from Halo, especially Halo 1, 2 with the multiplayer. And I don't know about you, but the, the ending of Halo Reach is one of the greatest games ever made story-wise because it is, it's, it's the Rogue One of the Halo series. And it's I was so thinking the same thing. Heartbreaking, that game. Yeah, you literally feel like you have your heart ripped out at the end of Reach. <laughs> you know there's nothing you can do. Everybody's going right. to die. You love every single one of those characters, and you have to watch them die one by one. And it's it's a tough game to get through, really. Yeah, now Halo Reach has an incredible story to it and is is honestly one of, to me, the most underrated games story-wise because I think the multiplayer is strong, mm -hmm. but story-wise, I think it's one of the most underrated games of the modern era. And I loved Halo Wars. I wish they would continue making Halo Wars games. I love RTS games like that. Mm -hmm. uh, number four, we have the Resident Evil series. Resident Evil, I love that franchise so much. I mean, they did start it off strong. Two was my favorite game of all time for a long time, and then... Four, all the way to four is great. And then five and six are just kind of like a huge drop down. <laughs> and then, but then they brought it back up with number seven and uh, with part seven. And there's just something about the, the Resident Evil world that just continues to draw me into it. I'll play any Resident Evil game any day of the week. I, I had no doubt that would be on your list. 
At number three, of course, Legend of Zelda, and I explain why. As There was a few missteps here and there, like I said, with part two. People still give me heat about that. Like, I, If you enjoy part two, that more for you. <laughs> I, I personally think it's terrible. I just do not like the, what they did with part two. But then they totally redeemed themselves with Link to the Past, one of the greatest games ever made. Of course, Wind Waker. Uh, I don't know where I was the other some about a week or so ago. I was somewhere, maybe a retro gaming store, and they had Wind Waker was on the TV, and I was like, "Oh man, I want to play that so bad. I want to play that right now." But it's been a more solid series than, like I said, than Castlevania overall. Mm-hmm. At number two, the Super Mario Brothers series. One, two, three. World Super Mario sixty four. Uh, uh, I mean, even all the way up to Galaxy, you can it, find a bad Super Mario Brothers game. You can't. There's no such thing as a bad Super Mario Brothers game. I'll be honest. I even like the Mario educational games, like <laughs> Mario's missing. I there's just something special about playing a Mario game. Yeah. No matter what the setting is, it, it, it's. It's a feeling unlike, and I'll get to into this a little bit more with my list, but there's nothing like the feeling of playing a Mario game. Exactly. And just, I mean, you if you were to come to my house, you would just see Super Mario Brother 3 stuff everywhere. Like, I just, I love that game so much. I Mario is our generation's, you know, Mickey Mouse. Like, he's... He's uh, the it guy. Like he just represents everything good and right in the world, especially video games. I mean, he is the mascot for everything, and we love him for it. And even his 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 brother. You know, he lives in his brother's shadow, Luigi. But you know, even Luigi's got his strong strong suit. You know, like Luigi's mansion and all that stuff. So it's a wonderful world to be in. Absolutely. And at number one. One of my favorite gaming franchises of all time is Mass Effect. Those games, I played part two. I mined every planet. I played every bit of DLC. One of the only games I have ever 100%ed ever, other than uh, Batman Arkham Asylum. Those are the two games I completely 100%ed. And I would play... another Mass Effect trilogy today if one came out, which I really hope they do. But Mass Effect, like something about that story, being that character, being in that that universe was just groundbreaking to me. And I I miss it. I want to go back and play those games again for the first time. When uh, I've played Mass Effect 1 for the first time, about 10 minutes in, I said, this needs to be a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like I was in a, a sci-fi movie. And the thing is, I didn't know anything about that game the first time I played it. Uh, the first time I got it, I rented it from Blockbuster because I couldn't find anything else that I wanted to play. So I just I saw the box art, and I was like, this looks kind of cool. And it was from BioWare. I was like, oh, BioWare. They did the uh, Knights of the Old Republic games. I'll, I'll give it a try. Got into it, and I was I was a fan ever since. Like I, as janky as that first game was, there was still something magical about it. Mm-hmm. It's like Obi Wan Kenobi said, "You've taken your first step yeah. into a larger world." <laughs> I want to play the remakes. I just got to find some time to to carve out because that's a that's a long journey to take from yeah, one, two, and that, three. That's gonna be you're gonna have to carve out some time for that. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd I'd love to do the same. Uh, as well but no those games were massively popular when they came out and watching my friends play it is what ultimately got me into playing mass effect as well yeah oh i did have two more runners up i missed because of the page break here um uh, sid meyer civilization games those i'll i'll play any of those any day i still play uh six on uh, the switch all the time and that is a great handheld port of that game uh, and of course, the Kingdom Rush games, uh, which are available on Steam and the Switch. I think they're on uh, Game Pass too, if I'm not mistaken. I'll have to see if uh, Wally corrects me on that. But those games, I love me some tower defense, and I love pop culture references. And you get both of those with Kingdom Rush. I feel like that's what you're usually playing when I 
turn my switch on and I see that you're online. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, that that's a really good list. I, I like that a lot. Good runners up too. like that. The thing about gaming franchises and the, the I say this about every top five list we do is when you get to the four and five spot mm-hmm. that it's tough. Like for me, one through four was fairly easy. The order might surprise some people when I get to it, but the the fifth spot was the tough one. Yeah, but then, um, then you start juggling everything around. Well, I do like this about this, but I, I don't know. I feel bad if I don't put this on there, and I switch all my stuff up for the, the entire week before we do yep. the show. Yep, same. Uh, my honorable mentions, uh, if this were a top 10 list, this would be my number six, and that would be Pikmin for the Nintendo I think this game came along at the right time because Nintendo needed a new franchise because they were resting, I think, a little too much on the laurels of like a Mario, like a Zelda. So they needed something different. And I remember seeing, I think it was at E3 that the trailer for the first Pikmin game premiered. And I'm like, this actually looks like a lot of fun. And the first game came out for the GameCube and I was hooked immediately the gameplay is so addicting people say pikmin 2 is probably the better game but i personally like the time limit you have on the first game because you have that sense of urgency in order to complete things like grow new pikmin find your ship parts and things like that and 2 is a really good game too i also like the third one it's the weakest of the three in my opinion but still worth playing if you're a fan. I'm really excited that we're finally getting a fourth installment that's going to be a day one purchase for me. I was just about but, to ask. I, I thought they were coming out with a new one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it comes out uh, later this year. Wow. So, um, you know, li- I like the fact that it takes place on Earth after humanity has either left or been wiped out of existence. So you find, like, old objects like... In Pikmin 2, you're able to go underground, and one of the places you go is like an old shower where you find a rubber duck, Mm -hmm. and that's treasure that's worth a certain amount of money. So you find all these different objects that you're like, oh, that's really like a quarter, or that's a pacifier, or a rubber duck. And it's there's cool little inside references like that. So I I love Pikmin. Um, Next up is Mario Kart. Um, might be a cliche one, but Mario Kart is its own series. It revolutionized the racing genre. There have been so many games that have copied the Mario Kart formula, but Mario Kart is still like it's still the tried and true game that literally anyone can play. Mm-hmm. It, it's not that hard to to do, and it, like Halo, so many fun memories, especially with Double Dash, uh, the Wii version, which is honestly a little underrated um the new one uh that you know originally came out i think for the wii u and then was ported to the switch is also really cool i like that they're still adding carts to it Mm -hmm. uh, or still adding tracks to it and things like that it's just so many countless fun hours with mario kart another multiplayer game would be super smash brothers see i figured this would have been in your your top five this I really toyed around with this being at number five. Uh, I still remember seeing the commercial for the first game for the first time and thought this is such a genius concept. The original game doesn't age as well, but it's still fun to go back and play. Melee is an incredible game. Brawl is an incredible game. Wii U version is still really good, and Ultimate obviously is amazing because you have every stage every character it's got a good story mode to it for those like me that like a single player campaign and who doesn't like smash brothers you get to play as your favorite nintendo character and beat the crap out of your friends yeah (laughs) uh star fox is another one and this didn't make my top five because much like you said with um, castlevania very strong start Mm -hmm. love the super nintendo game love the n64 game um, Star Fox Adventures was an interesting departure, though I didn't hate it. Um, Star Fox Assault, I think, is actually a pretty good game. But outside of that, Star Fox hasn't really been relevant in a long time. And I it's one of those franchises that I wish would make a comeback. I feel like Star Fox would make a good series. Oh, 100%. Like a CG animated series? Yeah. 
That'd be great. I I would if I were like a major filmmaker, Star Fox would be a property that I would love to adapt. Yeah, that would make a great Netflix series, like animated oh, series. Absolutely. <laughs> and then my last honorable mention is Donkey Kong Country. Game changer in the Super Nintendo franchise. It, it brought Donkey Kong back into the limelight in a new fun way. That entire trilogy is great. Um, I haven't played as many of the newer installments, but I will always hold that classic trilogy in very high regard. Oh, I mean, just I remember seeing Donkey Kong Country for the first time and just those graphics were just like, what am I looking at right now? The graphics, uh, the music, everything about those games are great. Too bad it's like the hardest game you'll ever play in your life. <laughs> I still to this day have never beaten the original Donkey Kong Country. I've beat two and three, but never part one. You should. It's stream insanely it. hard. You should try to finish it and stream it. Uh, I'd have to watch my language. <laughs> uh, but yeah, going through my top five, uh, my number five is Banjo-Kazooie. I wish there were more installments. I I hold the first game especially in such high regard because to me it is arguably the best 3D platformer of all time. I think it's a better game than Mario 64. Mario 64 set the standard for the 3D platformer, but Banjo-Kazooie perfected it. From the collectibles, the storyline, the variety of worlds you go to, you learn new moves throughout the game, so you're constantly doing something new. That's Banjo crazy that you think about Super Mario 64 and how much they got right, right out the gate with that. Because that could have gone so badly. <laughs> that Just to be the first out the gate like that. Eesh. But I, I think, you know, Mario was the right character to transition into 3D and test out mm -hmm. that transition. It didn't work out so well with some other franchises that uh, I'll get to here in just a second. But uh, uh, Banjo-Tooie is great. Um, I think even Nuts and Bolts for the 360 is not bad. It's just not what I was looking for for a Banjo-Kazooie game, but it is a good game in its own right. Mm. Number four is Halo for a lot of the reasons that you said. Um, I remember when this came out, I was a sophomore in high school, and the anticipation for Halo was unbelievable mm -hmm. at the time. And even bigger for Halo 2 because everyone knew what to expect. Oh, yeah. But I, I can picture exactly where I was, you know, at my friend's house doing the LAN parties with 1 and 2, um, playing Xbox Live with Halo 3. That's the reason why I got Xbox Live because I was tired of getting the crap beat out of me by my friends <laughs> in multiplayer. And Halo Reach also, like we said, is an incredible story. Um, some of the newer versions, you know, once 343 took over, haven't been as great. But that that original Halo trilogy plus Reach is, mm -hmm. uh, it's so amazing. Halo is one of the best trilogies of all time. Oh, yeah. Hands down. My number three is Sonic the Hedgehog, and people might be shocked that it's not my one or two, <laughs> but I I'll explain why in a second. I'm not going to go too far into it because I've talked about Sonic a lot on this show, but I love the classic games. The transition into 3D was not as kind to Sonic as it was for Mario, though there are aspects of those games that I do appreciate, mostly the storylines and the new characters they introduced. But I'll always love the Sonic franchise, and the those classic games you know, for the Genesis are some of my favorites of all time. Mm-hmm. Number two is Super Mario Brothers, and Mario is above Sonic because Sonic is my favorite video game character, but I would play a Mario game over a Sonic game really any day of the week because, like I said earlier, there's nothing that can replicate playing a Mario game. It's different than anything yeah. from going back and playing Super Mario World or Mario Brothers 3 or all the way up to, to Odyssey. There's something special and nostalgic about those of us who grew up with Mario. Oh, yeah. Rampage's calling you out in the chat room. He said, it's because Frontiers was a flop brought down his rating. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I liked Frontiers. Front Frontiers is better than probably most of the, the 3D Sonic games. 
Uh, but my number one, and it's not going to shock anyone, it is the Legend of Zelda series. It's the reason why I play video games. It's the reason why I'm doing this podcast. Had I not played the original Legend of Zelda, I probably wouldn't have gotten into video games like I did. Everything, for, and I agree with you about Zelda 2. It's not great, but Link to the Past was the best rebound that any developer has ever done, in my opinion. Um, Ocarina of Time is incredible. Majora's Mask is great. Um, there have been much more hits than misses with Zelda, as far as I'm concerned. Like, yeah. Zelda 2 is not that great. Twilight Princess was kind of a miss, in my opinion. See, that was such for... a disappointment because I was I, I I never had the Wii Wii when it first came out. I I got Twilight Princess on the GameCube because that was one of the last games made for the GameCube, and I just I wanted that game so bad. I got it for for Christmas that year, and I think I maybe played it for about three hours tops, and I was I just was not into it. It's boring. Yeah. There it's a boring any... game. The, the story's wanna, not that great. I don't want to learn how to shoot arrows for two hours. Like, I don't... What are you doing, Zelda? Uh, the story's boring. Uh, the character designs, I don't think, are that great. I, I think the Zoras especially look terrible. It looked too, I'm somewhat... too not stylized. They were trying... Uh, if it were more style, I don't know. There's just a lot wrong with that game. I wish it was better. I do too, and I didn't even bother to get the the HD version that came out for the Wii U because I'm like I don't yeah. like I got the Wind Waker one in a heartbeat, but yeah. with with Twilight Princess I'm like I'll I'll pass. And yeah. obviously, like I'm excited for Tears of the Kingdom. It's oh yeah, I, I'm gonna be playing that a lot. I'm gonna when clear my out. schedule for about two weeks when that game comes out. <laughs> you and me both, my friend. But that is my top five. Um, well, before we do your list, Derek, do you want to do our Patreon shout-outs? Absolutely. Let's shout-out our awesome patrons over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. We want to shout-out Brian Piotrowski, John West, Daniel Salmon, Mr. B-Rez Coffee himself, Mike Eveland, Tyler Watson, the official fact-checker to the official fact-checker, Axblade07, Armez Jackson, Carlos Longoria, a.k.a. Rampage. Rampage. Staff Sergeant Sketch, Gus and Penny, Matthew Salmon, everyone's favorite pro wrestler, Joey Image, and of course, Mama Diamond herself, Mama Diamond. Donna Diamond. Thank you all so much for your continued contributions and keeping the lights on for us here at the Nerd Cave Retro Show. And because we are back at that $50 level, we are resuming our fun commentary tracks like this month, we did uh, Animaniacs, and I believe we will be uh, taking a trip to the sewers mm. to hang out with some Ninja Turtles next. It's a good month to be a, uh, a listener of the show because you got two commentary tracks that dropped last week. The uh, long forgotten about, especially <laughs> by me, the uh, Mask of the Phantasm commentary track. Ooh, I went back and listened to it, and I texted you guys the other day. I want to tell everybody the story if you've listened to it yet. There was a part in there where we were talking about Kevin Conroy, and I said they should still be making Batman the Animated Series movies because we've got at least another good 30 years of Kevin Conroy to get Batman movies out of. And he died not long after that. <laughs> I forgot I said that. I cursed him. I I completely forgot about that, too, because we, we did that at the, the end of 2020. So it's been... Yeah. Over two years since it happened, I I didn't remember really any of it. I, I didn't remember us doing it. And I texted Derek. We have a text chain with me, Derek, Wally, and uh, Joey Image. And I said, guys, I think I might have accidentally killed Kevin Conroy. <laughs> uh, I, I I don't wish that on you. No. I, I, I'm going to say you did not. No one needs to live with that guilt. Uh, so I was listening. I was cringing when I was listening to it. I was like, "Oh man, no, please, no." Oh man, that's that hurt. Yeah, I still miss Kevin Conroy. 
But on a more positive note, uh, if you would like to be a part of our awesome Patreon community for as little as $1 a month, you can head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. And for new patrons, be sure to send us your social media information, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, so we can give you a proper shout out. Hey, Derek, have you heard the news? What news? We officially have our very own line of coffee at brezcoffeeco.com. That's right. Nerd Cave Retro now has its very own medium roast coffee. If you want to try it yourself or even some of the other awesome flavors like Wizard's Potion, which is a butterscotch, caramel, and hazelnut flavored roast. Or the Dragon's Breath Roast, which is a cinnamon dolce flavored roast. They have tons of different flavors and you can also just get a regular Colombian roast and add any flavor to it that you want. They even keep their seasonal roasts all year round. If you need that boost to get you through those all-night gaming sessions, then head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use the promo code NCR for 10% off your order. And uh, this one, we're, we're going to start with our Discord right now. And uh, up first, we have Jaco Malfoy, a.k.a. Mr. Jacob Craig, my co-host over on Open Micers. He's, uh, his list starts number five with Elder Scrolls. I figured that was going to land on a few. Um, uh, four, Life is Strange. Uh, have you heard of this? Life is Strange? Um, I've heard of Yes, I've heard of it, but I've never played it. And that's that new game from uh, Justin Roiland, is it? Or was it... Uh... Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Uh, I can't remember. Let me look it up real fast. Life uh, is... Not to cut you off, but uh, Rampage says in the I chat, <laughs> your angel of death awaits. Uh, oh, yeah, this is uh, it's a light episodic graphic adventure video game developed by Don't Nod Entertainment and published by Square Enix European Branch, released uh, in five episodes across 2015. For PlayStation 3, 4, Windows, Xbox 360, and Xbox One. I don't think I ever saw this game. I I know of it, but like I said, have not played it. Yeah, I'm going to have to look into this, uh, but uh, I digress. Um, number three, God of War. God of War landed on a lot of, of everyone's lists. I knew it would. Um, number two, Batman Arkham series. Those are great games. I, I'm mm -hmm. not as big a fan of uh, Arkham Knights. Is that the one with the a lot of Batmobile driving? I think so. And one of the last ones they put out. I didn't like that one that much. But man, Arkham Asylum, still one of the greatest video games ever. Uh, and his number one is Resident Evil. Good man. You're a good man, Mr. Jacob. <laughs> Don't hear you say that too often. Yeah, I, I we agree <laughs> on one thing, that Resident yeah. Evil is a great video game franchise. It just took you doing your other show to make yeah. it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have our awesome Discord manager, Mr. Bethany Fox. Number f or His honorable mentions, Banjo-Kazooie. Both he and I are huge fans of, of that. Legend of Zelda, Fallout, I knew that would land on a list or two, mm -hmm. and Elder Scrolls. Number five, Red Out. Number four, Splatoon. I had a feeling that would be on his list, oh, yeah. but, but Splatoons are those are great games. I gotta jump back into Splatoon, man. I've, I've been playing too much other stuff. Yeah, I I need to I need to play it. Uh, three, Luigi's Mansion. Good good choice there. Uh, two, God of War, and number one, Dawn of War. Mm, nice. Yeah, 
Uh, and we have Mr. West Share. Number five, God of War. Number uh, four, Sonic the Hedgehog. Three, Grand Theft Auto. I'm surprised we haven't seen that one yet. Um, I was a fan of the early Grand Theft Auto games up to San Andreas, and then I kind of dropped off. Like five, I tried to play, but I just got bored after about eight or ten hours. Loved playing Vice City. <laughs> oh, Vice there's City's just something great. about driving around listening to 80s music. Oh, yeah. Uh, number two, the Street Fighter series, and number one, Legend of Zelda. Good list and an awesome number one choice. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I feel like you put this here so I could give him uh, double the, uh, the Michael Buffer style shout outs. <laughs> Next up, we have I Am the Rampage. Number five, Street Fighter. Number four, Metroid. Three, Super Mario Brothers. Two, Resident Evil. And number one is Mega Man slash Mega Man X. I want to try more of the Mega Man X games. I, I liked the first Mega Man X. It was really hard, but I still had fun playing it. So I'm curious as to how the sequels are. Yeah, I want to go back and play it because I tried to play Mega Man X a couple times and it just it was frustrating that it kept stopping and giving me dialogue. And I'm like, I just want to play the game. Stop stopping me. Stop stopping. Yeah. Stop stopping me. Uh, and of course, we have Mr. Donner, Party of Five. Uh, at number five, Uncharted. I almost put Uncharted on my honorable mention. I'm surprised that's the first time we've seen this. I know. That's such a good, great franchise of games. Number four, God of War. Number three, Metal Gear Solid. Number two, Smash Brothers. And number one, Zelda. His honorable mentions are Kingdom Hearts, Elder Scrolls, and Halo. And, That's a uh, great list. I know. That's uh, a v- even the honorable mentions are really good. I know. Uh, if you want to skip uh, Tyler, I'll do. Uh, if you want to do Axe Blade next, and then I'll do Tyler after that. Okay. Next up, we have Mister Axe Blade Seven. His list in order: number five, Halo; four, God of War; three, Metroid; two, Super Mario. And at number one, Legend of Zelda, another really, really good list. Like yeah, that's, you could put any of those as like a number one, and I wouldn't dispute it. Yeah. And we have uh, Mr. Tyler Watson, uh, who <laughs> he was. I got it off the Discord, and he all he all he did was just give us his list. He's like, I'm gonna keep it short. I'm like, well, th- no, because you're you're you gotta give us like the huge paragraphs that you normally do. Because I, I love it when he does that. So he went back and he gave him gave us a big email. Uh, and at number five is Persona. He said, I had no clue what I was getting into when I bought Persona Three for the PS2, but I'm glad I took a chance on it. Personas Three, Four, and Five are a group of RPGs with exceptional music, gameplay, story, and characters. Each one kind of draws you in in their own unique way i can't say enough good things about those three and i highly recommend them especially as a version is now available on every platform out there play them if you haven't and i have not i need to check out the persona series same uh of course number four the legend of zelda his first exposure to zelda franchise was at a cousin's house with their copy of zelda 2 Ugh, gross he says yeah Zelda 2. I honestly <laughs> thought it represented how the games were. Imagine my surprise when I played A Link to the Past several years later. That was an experience. After I finished it, I immediately picked up Link's Awakening, and from uh, and from then on, I was a fan. Side note, have you ever been really into a music artist at a point where you're listening to them on repeat all the time? Oh, yeah. That was me with Jimi Hendrix's greatest hits album I first threw... Uh, my first time through A Link to the Past. I can't hear all along the Watchtower without picturing Link adventuring through the Dark World. That's kind of cool. I have to try this now. I know it's kind of like because kind of like Dark Side of the Moon and Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm picturing it in my head, and it it fits. I know. Uh, number three, Castlevania. One of the first few games I got for the SNES as a kid was Super Castlevania Four. My mom got it from the pawn shop as a loose cart. Uh, man, uh, that, at a pawn shop then? Uh, since I had no instruction manual, I had no idea what was going on or how to do it. 
but I figured it out along the way, and man, did I love the music. Simon's Theme is still my favorite song in the franchise. Whether it's a classic side-scrolling style or a Metroid style, you can't go wrong with a Castlevania game. I still play Aria of Sorrow on GBA once a year. And that's one thing you can always say is Castlevania has always had some of the best music ever for video games. Yeah, the music from Super Castlevania 4 is excellent. Uh, and, po- and I still listen to every version of the Castlevania soundtracks on Spotify, like the original NES music and um, the uh, some of the metal um, covers of the Castlevania themes, like um, uh, Vomitron and, and bands like mm-hmm. that. So, so good. Uh, and Tyler's in the chat room, and I'm reading your list right now, sir. Uh, two, Pokemon. Uh, he's been playing Pokemon since Red and Blue released in the U.S. in 1998 and hasn't missed a mainline game in the franchise yet. It immediately hooked him in with all the different little creatures and the collecting aspect. He's enjoyed every generation they put out, even the ones he liked the least um, he can say good things about. So one of his favorite memories of the original games involves Mew, uh, the at-the-time secret 151st Pokemon only whispered out about in rumors. He had a Game Shark at the time and put in a code to be able to catch one. So he did that multiple times and distributed them for common Pokemon to the few people at his school who also played because he was 13 at the time and not a lot of them played. But since Mew turned out to be real, you knew what else could be real. Who knew what else could be real with this game? So the internet ran rampant with rumors. And if you want to learn about some of the more fun ones, look up Bill's Garden, the Poke Gods, and Yoshi. Yeah, I God, that brings back so many memories because I did the same thing. I had a, a game shark as well to to get Mew because I remember when they announced the the because originally there were 150 and then they're like, oh, there's this mm-hmm. secret 151st Pokemon. And you're like, oh, what? <laughs> but yeah, I, I I still have a soft spot for the original games. Uh, Yellow is. Still my favorite Pokemon game of all time. I didn't include it on my list just because I got out of the franchise after Gold and Silver and haven't really kept up with it. So, But I I love, love the original run of Pokemon. Yeah, and I still haven't played any Pokemon games. If, if, they, if Nintendo wants to be a game changer with their online service, they should put red, blue, and yellow on the Game Boy yeah. online store. He says uh, in the chat room, he says he's replaying Pokemon Crystal on the 3DS right now. Yeah, Crystal was a good one, too. Uh, and at his, number, one. at his number one spot is Mega Man. Anyone who knows me knew uh, what was going to be on top of this list. Got an entire shelf in my game room dedicated to it. I love everything about these games, the music, the world, the gameplay, the characters. The idea that you beat a boss and then you get their special weapon to use for yourself. Brilliant. You want a fun read? Search out the Mega Man comics from Archie Comics from a few years back. It even had a couple of crossovers with the Sonic comics. You want to see Super Sonic team up with Super Mega Man? They got it. And please look up some of the music acts uh, the games inspired. Folks like Mega Ran, the Proto Men, and the Megas. I remember that run of the comic books very well, and I still remember that that page where you had Super Mega Man and Super Sonic side by side with each other. And I'm like, this is so freaking cool. (laughs) And as far as his honorable mentions, Final Fantasy, Super Mario, Sonic the Hedgehog, and Street Fighter. These lists have been really good. Mm -hmm. Like, all of them have been great. Let's see. uh, Next up, we have uh, our friend Nate at Retro Gaming Dev over on Twitter. Uh, He says, though this list was tough, there are a lot of game series I really dig. Uh, Besides the the five he listed, uh, number five, Legend of Zelda. Four, Final Fantasy Pre-10. I love that he (laughs) emphasized that. Uh, Number three, Castlevania. Two, Super Mario. And number one, Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, I like that. Mm -hmm. Man after my own heart with the Ninja Gaiden. Uh, and then we have, oh, last one. This is the last one. Last but certainly not least, Jason May, who came in the last minute on our uh, Facebook and said uh, at number five, Mortal Kombat, four, Legend of Zelda, three, Skylanders. Skylanders landed on, on a list yeah, today. Yeah, made it in. 
number two, GTA and won the Wonder Boy series. Mainly Wonder Boy 2. Best game ever. Best game. I read that as the comic book guy from The Simpsons. Best game game ever. ever. (laughs) (laughs) I never played any of the Wonder Boy games. I reviewed one a while back on the show, and I I remember being shocked that it was part of like a extensive series. Mm-hmm. I thought there were maybe like two in the franchise, so I'll have to do more research on on more because one of them's on the uh, the Genesis Mini. Hmm. I'll have to go look at that, and I haven't fired up my Genesis Mini in a while, so I'll have to go look and see and maybe play it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but thank you for your lists. Um, those were some yeah, those really were great. great lists tonight. And uh, give us more suggestions on the uh, the top five tab on the Discord so we have some more top five suggestions on there. And we'll make another Patreon poll for next month. And uh, let us know what you want to do as a top five list. So if you haven't joined our Discord, like I said, go over to nerdcaveretro.com. There's a little tab on there. That's our link tree. There's a little tab that says Discord. Click that. That'll take you to the Discord. And you can join the community and hang out with us. And there's a lot of cool people in there. Um, if you haven't yet, so please do. And um, we got a few minutes left. Do you want to uh, do these news stories real quick before we get out of here? Sure. All right. Let me let me play our music here. <laughs> Like I said, these were submitted to us by Armez Jackson. And if you have a story you'd like us to cover, send them to nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. And the first story is from My Nintendo News. Four more retro games available for Switch Online members. A little more than a couple weeks ago, the Nintendo added Metroid Fusion to Nintendo Switch Online. Um, let's see, because of this, uh, it was only a matter of time before other libraries received some additions of their own. Nintendo has announced that three retro libraries have received additional games. Kirby's Dream Land 2 and Burger Time Deluxe are available in the Game Boy library. Meanwhile, Nintendo added Side Pocket to the SNES library and Xevious to the NES collection. Um, so finally, finally Nintendo giving us some more games in the, uh, the NES and the SNES library. Man, I'm so excited they added Side Pocket. That's what I've been looking forward to the most. I, yeah. I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am for that. Uh, uh, yeah. So here, here's the thing. The Game Boy editions, I think, are cool. I didn't know there was a Burger Time Deluxe, but I did like the arcade game, so I'll yeah. give that a shot. Uh, Kirby's Dream Land 2, I think, is a must-add. That hasn't really been available, uh, to my knowledge, for a while. Uh, on any platform. Like I, I know Kirby's Dream Land 3 for the Super Nintendo has been available for a while. But uh, those are good additions. Xevious, I don't know much about, so I'm not like I'm not going to knock it. It does look like something but, that I I would like to play. It looks like a shooter, but like you, I think you were about to say what I think you were going to say about side pocket. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. I like a good game of pool. I played pool quite a bit when I was a kid, but. There's so many other good games you can add no. for the Super Nintendo. Weren't there like four or five hundred games for the Super Nintendo? You only have about forty of them up there right now. Like, why side pocket? Like, do you just have like I, the I, biggest nerd on the planet, like picking the games out that are gonna go on the Super Nintendo store? Really? Let's let's do side pocket, guys. I like playing pool. I think what they did was they all sat around in a circle. They put all the... They stole the top hat that I normally use for defending bad movies. They put all the the Super Nintendo games in the hat, and they're like, whatever one we pull out, (laughs) that's what we're going to put on the store. Side pocket? Great. Throw it up there now. It reminds me of our little skit during the uh, yeah whew, during Pentagon. Like here's Lester the Unlikely for the Super Nintendo. That's not what I asked for. <laughs> you're gonna take it. You're gonna like it. <sighs> Whatever Nintendo. Yep. Uh, this I'm actually kind of excited mm-hmm. about because I watched the trailer right before we started. Uh, our last story comes to us from NintendoEverything.com. 
beat-em-up game Toxic Crusaders announced for Switch. Uh, RetroWare has announced Toxic Crusaders, a new beat-em-up game for the Switch, and is expected to wrap up development later this year. Uh, and I'll, I'll read a brief synopsis of the story. And from the first sentence, it hooked me. <laughs> when the evil Dr. Killamoff attacks, only one team of hideously deformed creatures of superhuman size and strength stands between him and his plans for global pollution. The Toxic Crusaders, Earth's last, greatest, and ugliest hope for survival. The hottest heroes of 1991 return for a radical, radioactive beat-em-up for a new era, featuring awesome action, crushing combos, and more toxic waste than you'll know what to do with. I feel like I'm reading the synopsis of a Captain Planet episode. Yeah. <laughs> did you but ever the, the, watch the Toxic Crusaders cartoon back when you were a I kid? I did not, no. I loved it because I was such a fan of the Toxic Avenger movie and this was the era where they made cartoons for kids that were based off of rated R horror movies which is what the Toxic Avenger was and they created a superhero team called the Toxic Crusaders and made a cartoon out of it and we loved it and this is so exciting that I'm going to actually get to play the Toxic Crusaders in a beat 'em up game like this is I was what 14 years old in 1991, this makes my 14-year-old self scream. Yeah, I watched the trailer, like I said, right before we started. And within 15 seconds, I'm like, yep, I'm playing this. Like, yeah. it, it, The graphics are great. I love the music that they use for the trailer. It looks just like pure, unadulterated fun. Yeah. Uh, Tyler uh, did put up a PSA in the chat room. Don't forget the Wii U and 3DS eShops close one week from today. And today is the March 20th, 20th, Mar Monday, March 20th. So you have one week to go get what you want before you can't anymore. So if you want to get your stuff, now is the time to do it. I need to do that. But, uh, but uh, going back to Toxic Crusaders... Uh, it is expected digitally on Switch as an eShop download. Pricing is set at twenty four ninety nine, which seems a little high, but uh, I was expecting maybe fifteen twenty. But we'll see. I mean, it might be totally worth the twenty five dollar price tag. Yeah, no, it, it looks great. But uh, if you've never seen Toxic Avenger, you're out there listening to this. Go watch the Toxic Avenger. It's so. Uh, here's our PG-13 rating. It's so batshit crazy, you'll enjoy it. <laughs> it's a trauma film. And if you don't know what trauma uh, films are, who man, those were uh, those were great movies from trauma. Google it and have fun yeah. with it. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, Toxic Avenger. Just You're going to have a good weekend when you find out about these movies. I do remember the Killer Tomatoes cartoon. Yeah, they made a cartoon off yep. of that too. Oh, yep. man, they were crazy back in the 80s and 90s. Like, oh, Robo RoboCop, a hard-rated R movie where a guy shoots another guy in the ween. Let's make a kid's cartoon out of it. Rampage said that's how much Streets of Rage 4 was. Ah, uh, okay. Well, that's not bad. Yeah, well, yeah, Shredder's Revenge was 30, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I do remember the Conan cartoon. Yep. <laughs> I remember they made a Rambo cartoon, too, so. What? Yeah, you didn't know they no, had a Rambo no, they didn't. cartoon. Yes, they did. I promise you. Go look it up. <laughs> uh, I'll look it up after the show. Everything rated R in the '80s had a com a cartoon component to it. <laughs> yeah, the Mr. T cartoon had a cartoon. He had a serial too. Rambo: The Forces of Freedom. Yes, I told you. Oh, this came out the year I was born. Yeah. <laughs> based on the character of John Rambo from First Blood we and should... the subsequent films First Blood and Rambo First Blood Part 2. We should see two. if we can do that as a commentary track. <laughs> like, how violent is the cartoon? Not at all. I mean, you know, G.I. Joe level violence. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, Alan Oppenheimer was the voice of the Colonel. That's cool. How oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, we should, we should definitely do that. See if we can find it streaming. If not, I'm sure there's a complex way of seeing if, it. <laughs> I, I will do this, and I will go in completely cold. Awesome. I will not watch a second of the cartoon. I'm so excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, but that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you, everyone that submitted their top five list this week. Derek, what's going on over at the Derek Diamond Experience? Well, if you didn't get enough of this top five, you can head over to the Derek Diamond Experience where I list my top five movie posters, which... Uh, I give credit to uh, my co-host here for giving me the idea. It was really hard to do. I know. Like that was a hard list to come up with, but a lot, lot of fun. You know, like movie posters are are fantastic, along with movie trailers. As far as like getting you excited for a movie, so uh, you can check that out. Uh, the episode is on YouTube and all your finer po- uh, podcasting platforms. You can just head over to Linktree.com/slash/ddiamondpodcast. And uh, go check us out over at the Open Micers podcast at Open Micers. We got some really good episodes over the last couple of weeks. Last week we had a uh, uh, hostful goodness episode where we talked about Jacob's grandma eating uh, a bouncy ball that had been in Katrina floodwaters. <laughs> and, and if you're like, what? Just go listen to the episode. <laughs> well, you hooked me. Yep. Go check it out. And so you can find out exactly what I'm talking about. At Open Micers on Twitter and Instagram. And I think that's it. Is that everything? I think so. Let's go ahead and walk out the door, and I'm shutting the lights off. If you want to email us, you can email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. We're at nerdcaveretro.com. That is our link tree. That takes you to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, merch shop, and like I said before, our Discord page. NCR Merch takes you straight to our merch shop where you can get hats, t-shirts, stickers, magnets, bags, mugs, whatever your nerdy little heart desires. You can follow us on social media at nerdcaveretro, at jpunktastic, and at Derek underscore diamond. If you haven't done it, leave us a review and or a five-star rating on all podcasting platforms. And that's going to take us out the door. Derek, please let them know what it was all about. Chucker, eh? Uh...